0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought Podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rempersod. Hello and welcome back, the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry we've left you out in the cold waiting on a new episode, but here we are. We are back. We are healthy we are out of quarantine <laughs> and we are here to go. Neil, how are you? It's
1: a new year. It's a new year, Josh. It's is it is it a new year? 2022 and despite everyone having their their troubles, dealing with whatever you you are dealing with. Amen. This is a new year. This is a fresh start. This is the Shoot Your Thought podcast. And this is where we talk about all <laughs> things sports. This is where we talk about all things going on with Josh. In his personal life, <laughs> I, I
0: mean, if if not here, then where else? Like, this is low key therapy for you. you this, know? This it really is, is poor man's therapy. It really is. Um, I mean, like, how did we start off the new year? We started off with another lockdown. So, I mean, like, if you're living in Ontario and you're listening to this, we are we are here <laughs> with you. We are we are gonna get through this together. Um, yeah, the first Monday of the new year, and uh, Mr. Ford comes out. Uh, half an hour late to his press conferences and, and announces um, that there's going to be closures. So,
1: Yeah, how are you going to show up late to your press conference where Literally, you're delivering
0: bad news? The whole province is waiting on this announcement, waiting to see if they're going into work that night, like waiting to see if they they can make a living for the next three weeks. Well, maybe not the whole
1: province, but you know, certain industries, a, a lot of are, <laughs> are waiting. I mean that decision hanging in the balance is definitely something that that means a lot you know and and I don't know it is what it is. We're here in Ontario, Canada. I'm sure if you're listening worldwide, you're going through something very similar with oh, yeah. Omicron uh, but you know it is no joke. it's a real thing. Omicron's a real thing guys
0: It's a real thing. I mean I yeah. got it over the break <laughs> I uh, I contracted it. Mm-hmm. Over the break, so that was uh, one of the main reasons why Neil and I weren't recording. Tell us about your Christmas, Josh. <clears throat> uh, oh, well, what let did me you tell you. Let me tell you about my Christmas. How glorious I, um, was it? It was spent in solitary confinement. Um, I watched a lot of Christmas movies. I watched every Christmas movie there is. Well, yeah, my family and I we have this um, <clears throat> this Christmas Eve tradition where we. Uh, we watch "It's a Wonderful Life." We watch "It's a Christmas Carol" with Alistair Sim, you know the one that's made in like the '50s. And then we, um, I guess that's that's the whole tradition there. Uh, we just watch Christmas movies, but those two movies specifically. So I on Christmas Eve, I drank uh, two bottles of wine. I I watched those Christmas movies. I I, I had a great time.
1: Um, so you're just gonna omit the fact that you. You didn't watch your favorite Christmas movie ever made, Love Actually.
0: Oh, I watched Love Actually. Yeah. I, I watched that a couple times. Oh, there you go. Oh, I absolutely. I, I watched that. Um, I I posted it like to my Instagram story when I was watching it too, because um, that's how lonely I was during my quarantine. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I got I got sent a nice a nice turkey dinner. Um, for actual Christmas, um, they used a like a food delivery service for for my actual turkey dinner, which was great. Um, so yeah, I got the Christmas tradition without the, the the family. So you had
1: the the laptop set up with the FaceTime. Oh yeah, and I saw the position oh, yeah. that the laptop was at your family's house that mm-hmm. they were uh, seeing you on on their side. Yeah, and it was. It looked like it was positioned in the same spot that you would be sitting in.
0: It, you know, what had you been there? It was. They literally they, they got a, one of those bar stools. They set up like a, my own little little tripod, my own little little yeah. Josh pod, and um, they put me on a chair. And yeah, I literally just ate my dinner and spoke as if I, as if I was at the table. You know, I, That's awesome. I provided um, the comic relief for the family, which is what I usually do when I'm there. So you are there. I was there how about you neil it's
1: kind of what i did you know a similar scenario to you you know i i was at home uh, i instead of having a delivery service for turkey though i actually went ahead and and cooked a turkey myself and you know one of the one of the great things about uh being in isolation is you become your creative side comes out you know you want to you want to you know extend your your skill level you want to you know do things that you wouldn't normally be doing and I don't think normally you'd go to a family's house and, and enjoy that dinner, maybe prepared by your parents or your grandmothers or your grandfathers or, or whatsoever. But this year, you know, I was a cook and I did the turkey dinner and uh, my girlfriend and I had a great dinner. Uh, I actually connected my laptop to my TV, mm-hmm. uh, my large screen TV in my living room. And that's how we did our FaceTime. So it was actually it was kind of nice, you know, seeing not really being there, but kind of being connected in that way. Just like sitting
0: on the couch and yeah yeah that's pretty cool I mean, that's like,
1: that was 2021 in a nutshell you know that that was to cap off the year that way
0: that was how it ended yeah, yeah. how was your uh new year's
1: uh you know the same same way you know very quiet break in the year hopefully we see better things better performances out of blue jays this year <laughs> um the Steelers, yeah, uh I mean, raptors and Leafs are still ongoing but uh the yeah, raptors I mean,
0: started off their new year
1: no one no one is going to come out and say new year, new Giants performance. I'm going to say new <laughs> year, new Giants head coach, maybe.
0: I think we're going to see new head coach. I think we're going to see new quarterback. I think we're going to see a few things. But New uh, quarterback, wow. Yeah, I do. All right. I do think so. Deshaun Watson? Uh, absolutely. If, if we get Deshaun Watson, I will stop being a Giants fan.
1: No, you might not think it now or you might not want it to happen, but the Giants are going to spend like two or three first-round picks. For a thirty-five-year-old Russell Wilson, it's gonna happen.
0: I hey, I'll be okay with that. I mean, like, hopefully the the cooking temperatures are better in New York than they are in Seattle. So hopefully Russ can actually, you know, cook up his uh, his usual games. But we'll see. All right, we'll see. Um, speaking of New Years and new things happening in the New Years, um, a tournament that usually happens around this time um around christmas time um is the world junior tournament the world junior hockey tournament the double ihf um they were under fire a little bit well a lot um for canceling the women's tournament tournament but continuing to go on with the men's um and then um inherently failing to do the men's tournament because there were they had the rule that if, if a team has an outbreak or if a team has doesn't have enough players, has to quarantine, then they would forfeit that game. Um, that ended up happening two or three times um, to the point where these teams had to sit out for these games. They ended up forfeiting those games mm-hmm. and um, it was affecting the standing. So, you know, with these forfeits happening, would the champion of the tournament be a true champion? that's what I was thinking because I did I did watch all the games obviously and I watched all of the commentary because um, what else was I gonna do um, and you know with these with these forfeits happening and the forfeits were gonna continue right like what the champion of the tournament would there be an asterisk on the on the champion
1: uh you know as soon as you you said that that kind of struck a chord with me because um... In a lot of my fantasy football leagues, <laughs> I was I was just derailed by multiple COVID um, players having COVID and having to sit out. And, and, in every league. Not and just every in league, and every league. In every But mostly, you, you know, the, the, the one that hurt me the most is in football because it was playoffs. It was playoffs. Most recently. And Omicron is just spreading like no tomorrow. And, I mean, the reality of it is having a tournament canceled having a tournament carry on is not more important than stopping the spread. Mm-hmm. You know, the spread is happening at a rapid pace. And I mentioned this before, and I thought there was an issue with players going over to other players and having that pregame camaraderie that they usually have, having that postgame camaraderie that they have, going into the stands, shaking hands of fans. I think, you know, right now, As much as players need sports, as much as fans need sports, coaches, parents, right now we have to hit the pause button because even though hospitals are not getting overloaded, um, we're going to continue seeing the spread of new variants coming out um, until they can find a way to do this safely, whether it's everyone wearing masks when they're playing or I don't don't know how they can carry on. Maybe having a bubble again. I don't... Like they did in basketball.
0: I Please don't bring back the bubble.
1: Please. I don't know how they can. But, I, you know, I, th- I thought it was just rather um, rather stupid of the IIHF canceling the women's and then carry on, carrying on with the men's only to
0: cancel the men's a few
1: games into the tournament.
0: It would have looked so much better on them if they just canceled everything.
1: Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's just like you made a decision on one league. Why are you carrying yeah. on with the others? Is it because the other one brings in money? Is it about revenue? That's 100% what it is. It's about sponsors.
0: Yeah, they don't care about the women. They don't
1: give a fuck about the women's because there's no revenue assigned with that. And that's that's where my problem lies. To either you know, have equal revenue share for both, have support, have sponsors for both, or cancel both equally. Don't make it about money. That's the same thing with other sports. The only reason other sports are going on is because of the revenue and the potential loss. Mm-hmm if they did cancel it, right? That game with the Browns last week where they could barely field a team, that carried on. They actually moved it from the Saturday slot to the Sunday. It was going to be the Saturday, yeah. They moved it from the Saturday. Because that makes all the difference,
0: right? Just move it a day.
1: Well, no, the the key reason that they had those games on that Saturday is because there was no college football that day. Mm -hmm. There was no other games going on that day. That was the prime slot for the NFL to say, hey, everyone's going to be watching this game. Everyone's going to be tuning in. This is our spot for revenue. That's why it took them so long to move the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's even regardless of what was happening with the Browns team. That's why it took them so long is because they said, hey, we don't care what's going on with your team. All we care about is this primetime slot and the f- fucking money and we exposure that, that, that we're, we're going to have. Slot, yeah. There's no college games going on today. Everyone's going to be needing something to watch. hmm in the sports in the football world this is our time figure it out you don't think there's something wrong with that with this pandemic going on and you've clearly not been paying attention
0: yeah and i mean like just look at the nhl the amount of postponed games that they had to make like i don't even know how they're going to reschedule these games i don't there's so many games that need to be rescheduled so many games that got postponed um over this christmas break and they're still getting postponed um Like, even even the game tonight between Toronto and Edmonton, like, Austin Matthews was just announced that he can play in this game because he had a positive rapid test yesterday and then got a negative PCR test. Um, Connor McDavid is still waiting on his PCR test to see if he can play in this game. Um, But yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of analysts that are coming out and saying, I don't know how the NHL is going to finish the season on time with the amount of games that they need to reschedule now.
1: I mean, you look at basketball teams, like what they're doing, and (laughs) players that you haven't heard of in many, many years. Those 10-day
0: contracts, baby. They're
1: called... um, The hardship deals? The hardship deals. Yes, the 10-day contracts. The Raptors had it really bad, where they had Van Vliet, Siakam, Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, uh, Banton, Malachi Flynn, Achiuwa—like everyone on everyone their everyone on their main roster was out—and you had them add guys like Jawan Morgan, Nick Stauskas, Waters, like all these guys who no one has ever heard of in the starting lineup for the Raptors.
0: What was it? The game that they had to they had to play, but they only had eight available players. The Raptors only had eight available players. That's three players on the bench. Yeah. Like, I don't. And they they ended up losing like a, by a shit ton of points. Yeah, they're like they're they down by fifty so. at half
1: or yeah. something like that. I mean, it is what it is. But you know, having going through what the Raptors went through, and they're not alone. Other teams are going through this as well. Yeah, right. maybe not to that extent. You know, hopefully. If the NBA, NHL, NFL are not going to do anything to try and protect these players, they're not going to put anything in place, then the teams should. You know, they should have their own rules saying, hey, this is what our expectations are of us. You know, if we want to make anything of ourselves this year, if we want to make the playoffs, this is what the expectation is.
0: I mean, the expectation should be just fucking get vaccinated. Like, I'm so sick of these Kyrie Irvings, these Bradley Beals, Michael Porter Jr.'s. Just... Coming out and saying like, All right, it's my body, it's my choice, shut the fuck
1: up. I thought it was pretty ironic with Kyrie Irving that he and the Nets agreed that he would, you know, because of the attrition going on with the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, that the Brooklyn Nets reached out to him and said, hey, uh, we'd like for you to play and practice with us on, play on road games.
0: He's and then a part-time the day, player, he's a part-time employee. The
1: day after that that announcement came out the day that after what happened what happened Neil? kyrie irving was then <laughs> subsequently placed on the covid-19 list yeah it was on a, the IR.
0: it was a, literally like a, a curb your enthusiasm episode like incredible finally he gets asked to come back and play and immediately as soon as he's activated the curb your enthusiasm theme plays and he's placed on the covid list and, and, you know, uh, they, they lowered um, the COVID protocol to five days if you're vaccinated now. Um, but Kyrie Irving is not vaccinated. Bradley Beal is not vaccinated. How these players can come into New York and play games, even though Kyrie Irving is not allowed to play games, is a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, Kyrie Irving is... I, did they say he's going to practice at their facility? He's
1: he's not allowed to practice at the facility with the players. He can like practice allowed, alone on his on his on his, own. on his own accord or you know, off-site. He can practice. No one's telling him he can't practice. He's going to have to practice to get his conditioning up to be able well, to yeah. play in the NBA. That's just the
0: reality and the nature of the sport. I thought I did see him practicing though. He was practicing with Kevin Durant. So I'm pretty sure he is able to practice at their facility. But he can't play in games. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on.
1: Yeah, it's about the state of New York and the the laws that they have currently in place with COVID nineteen.
0: I I don't I don't know exactly the details of it, but maybe because his contract is is in New York, like his his working contract is is under New York law, and maybe because Bradley Beal and other players that aren't vaccinated don't have a contract under New York law. Yeah, maybe that's why.
1: That might be it. I still think you know there's a strong possibility that Kyrie Irving will get traded in the coming weeks before the uh, NBA trade deadline. I don't think he's getting traded. I think I really he's going don't. to get traded, and we had a conversation before we re- started recording the show that I also think Ben Simmons is getting traded as well. Well, you fucking that's hope another, so because cra- you've
0: been holding on to him on our fan on your fantasy team this entire year, even though it's he's taking up IL slots for other players that have COVID here's the thing josh hold on I, to ben simmons I, what's the thing neil
1: what's the ben thing, simmons like? has gone through so much he's been afraid of the basketball has he though he's been scrutinized he's sacrificed 10 million dollars in fines mm-hmm. to not play for the philadelphia 76ers i don't know maybe he's waiting for that total to go up to 76 <laughs>
0: he's got a, for the philadelphia 76 he's got a yeah he's got a I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's an OCD thing. He wants that number out a specific number.
1: All right. Well, let's carry on here. How about those
0: Raptors? How about them Raptors? Oh, my goodness. The band is back together, and boy, does the band look good. Oh. Fred Van Vliet putting up 30-plus points in three consecutive games for the first time since who? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, the Raptors absolutely
1: destroyed San Antonio last night and they're now finally back at 500 on the season at 17 and 17. Uh, I I think, you know, now that this team is finally healthy after their entire widespread breakout of um, COVID-19 on the team, uh, they had their entire starting lineup either injured uh, or, you know, on, on the uh, isolation list and now everyone's back the entire like you mentioned the band's back together they're currently sitting ninth in the east josh mm-hmm. um just, which which means they're in a play-in spot right yes but they're also just two games back behind the cleveland cavaliers who are 21 and 17 who I cleveland cleveland is in a play Cleveland spot right is now. surprising everyone this year but they're battling injuries of their own losing colin sexton for the year and now losing ricky rubio with a torn acl for the year they did so, just get
0: rondo though
1: 35 year old rajon rondo is not going to do fucking shit for
0: that team what's he going to do start he's going to come off the bench but when you lose a player like ricky rubio you need some sort of guard to come in with um i mean like ricky Ru- ricky rubio has a lot of um seniority on that team right and so you need a guard that has that similar seniority and who what? is that guard what? What's a guard that a team doesn't really need? It's Rajon Rondo.
1: Raptors have a guy on their team
0: buried on that bench that they don't really need. That they're still refusing to play. He's not even playing. He's not even practicing with them. He's practicing at the Miami facility. Did you see that? We're talking about Goran Dragic. I'm assuming yeah. you're talking about. But um, he he was practicing at the Miami facility. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> There was a video that came out of him practicing at the Miami. Dude, you're not playing on that team anymore. You're you're a Toronto Raptor as much as the fans don't want you to be. You're a Toronto Raptor. And he was a video came out of him practicing at the Miami facility. He's nowhere near the team. Nowhere near the Raptors. It's so far removed.
1: On November 28th, it was said that he's stepping away from the Toronto Raptors indefinitely to attend to a personal matter.
0: The personal matter is he doesn't want to play for the Toronto Raptors. That's the personal matter. And believe me, Drakic, we do not want you playing for the Toronto Raptors either. That's insane. to come out after getting traded to the Raptors to come out and say, um, we'll see if I actually play for the Raptors. I have bigger expect I have bigger what was it he said I have uh, greater ambitions. Shut the fuck up. this team just won a championship in 2019. What have you done in your career? What the fuck have you done in your career? You would be honored, lucky to play in front of this fan base. I went to the home opener for the Raptors, and I mean Dragic was there. He didn't really get a reception. He got like a like everyone knows that, like what he said about the Raptors. Maybe maybe he's butthurt because he didn't get that reception.
1: I mean, like this. This entire Goran Dragic seat, like the entire drama around it, whether it's low key or not, whether he's just calling it a personal matter, whether he's practicing in Miami four days ago, um, it reminds me a lot of previous Raptors trades for players that don't want to play in Toronto. Like him. When the Raptors traded Vince Carter, is it? this is many, many years ago similar situation it's a similar situation where they they traded for a guy named you might have heard of him alonzo morning who refused to even come to toronto he just said no i'm not playing for you won't happen raptors have made trades for legends uh who have come in and and you know whether they played a year and then retired like like uh hakeem elijah Mm -hmm. you know he played for the toronto raptors um but we're seeing Raptors go out and I don't know if their scout team is is having a hard time with this over the years, but we're seeing guys come in and just not be motivated to, to want to play for Toronto. And, you know, the the piece of the pie of that trade, the meat of that trade obviously was draft picks and and was precious. Um, and the throw in was Drogic to make the salaries work. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think at that point, when the, when draw just didn't want to play for the Raptors, they should have just cut him. You know, him taking up a roster spot doesn't really make sense. You no. Know?
0: Well, I don't think he was he was ever going to stay on the team. Like, I think he was coming in for that veteran presence. I I don't think the Raptors ever had a plan for to keep him past the trade deadline. Um, but for him to say that, like, say that he doesn't want to play for the Raptors, just like, dude, you just shot yourself in the foot, like. You're an aging point guard slash shooting guard that doesn't really do a lot for teams when he does play. And you to come out and say you don't want to play for a team that you just got traded to. Like, you just shot yourself in the foot. Of course this was, this was going to happen to you. Of course the team was not going to play you. I mean, like, you're going to get traded by the deadline. You're not getting traded to a, a, a contender. Are you kidding? your higher ambitions. Do you think that comment is going to get you traded to a contender? No. You're going to get traded to a team that's probably rebuilding.
1: He's going to get bought out at a discount. You know, at the end of the day, whether he's going through some mental struggles and the Raptors just sent him home. You know, he's been in the NBA for 14 years. Um, His home is Miami. He does have a home there. Drajish does. And he has a family there. So maybe he went home and, and now he's trying to work his way back. I really think, you know, if he's in the gym... Shooting and and working on his three point shot, I think that can only be a good thing because the Raptors might be able to get something from him at the deadline. But this is a team the Raptors are that are thinking about the future. That's why they're not playing thirty five year old Dragic. They're they're playing their young guys. They're developing their young guys. They're giving these valuable minutes to these energy guys. And you know Nick Nurse even has a lineup called the Energy Team, the en- Energy lineup. Yeah. You know, other teams have three-point lineup, have defensive lineup. Nick Nurse has an energy lineup. You know, guys who he brings in and flip a switch like that, instant energy. Change the game. Change yeah. a game. You know, guys like Banton, guys like McCulloch. Champagne. And Champagne. Champagne. Um, guys that come in and, you know, off the bench and are, are, are ready to go. And, like, that's what you need, right? That's what they want to continue developing. If they can flip a guy like um draw just for another young up-and-coming player i can think of a lot around the league mm-hmm. um then yeah why not do it look at guys that detroit just picked up like diallo we were talking about Hamadi diallo how good he's been doing recently when given the minutes guys like Sadiq bay mm-hmm. you know guys that are are you know yeah detroit's not winning a lot of games these are valuable minutes that these players need to develop so next year or the year following, if they get another stud draft pick, that they're fucking ready to contend.
0: Yeah. Right. I think. Um, yeah, you know, like maybe not this year. They're ready to contend. I think the team looks really good. I yeah. think they do make the playoffs. Whether or not they're a championship contender, um, I think they are. I do. I think. I think this team has the grit to go on and make a run in the playoffs just seeing them like match up against certain teams like seeing like that game against the 76ers when they they were down so many players and they still made it a fight like they ended up losing the game in the final seconds of the game but they made it a fight and this team has the wherewithal to do it it um, I mean like, I I made a bet with a few people at the beginning of the season saying that this team was going to um, finish top six in the East, and I'm I'm still sticking with that. Like I I still believe that this team is going to finish top six in the East. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are going to like fluctuate. They're only two
1: games away from the sixth spot. So exactly, I mean, if they can, they're three and zero without fans. So I mean, if they can continue playing at home with no fans and winning, then
0: who knows? I mean it's still yeah. their it's still their home, right? Yeah. Like when they were playing in Tampa, they were just it was they're just still like, going
1: home and sleeping in their own beds, they're still exactly. with their families. This is home. Yeah. Honestly, it's like them going to the practice court and playing pickup, playing an actual game with no fans. Exactly. At home. Exactly. So I mean it's still yeah, they have home territory. They just don't have that energy that no other fan base brings in the NBA like the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. fan base does. Mm-hmm.
0: We the motherfucking North, bitch. Yeah, we the North. <laughs> and that was <laughs> the Air most- Force. Most animated you're going to see Neil <laughs> on the show. Um, yeah, no, they're it's still home for them. When it's they were, that's we, why we have the E beside our our podcast for explicit for explicit for that for those specific outbursts. reason for for when Neil drops the motherfucking North. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but when they were in Tampa, they were you know they were in the bubble. They were well, they weren't in the bubble when they were in Tampa, but they were you know isolating from their family. They didn't have their family with them. They were literally just would go home to their hotel. And then that was it, you know. So this this team is home; they're still home. Um, I feel good about them finishing top six. Um, I, I enjoy watching Raptors games again. It's it's fun to see this team go out and put on the show like they did against San Antonio. And I mean, I know San Antonio isn't necessarily a championship contender either, but they looked good. So we'll see how this team uh, fares. I guess.
1: Yeah, be interesting to see. will talk about it again next week. Uh, let's move on here.
0: Let's Big, move on the to biggest news
1: out of the week. The biggest news out of the week. Out of the week. new year so far is uh, former Steeler and now former... Former Raider. Former Steeler, former Raider, former Patriot. Former Patriot, former Buck. Former Buccaneer. He goes by the name of Antonio Brown. AB. And if you have not been watching the news or have no idea what I'm talking about or why I'm, you know, bringing up Antonio Brown, it's not hard for Antonio Brown to see his name in the in the news uh, for all of the wrong reasons. Uh, last year in the Super Bowl, he had it in there for all of the right reasons, but this is not what we're talking about today. Antonio Brown in the third quarter of the Bucks game this past week with the Bucks trailing against the New York Jets, the lowly New York Jets in the game. Antonio Brown apparently um, wanted to not go back into the game. He refused to. After coming off a serious ankle injury, he deemed himself not ready to get back into the game. Bruce Arians tried multiple times to get him back into the game. Brown refused. Bruce Arians told him to hit the showers and get, get the hell out of here.
0: He didn't, though. Reportedly, he didn't tell him to leave. Antonio Brown just left. Is that what Bruce Arians is is claiming? I didn't, I mean, I didn't see full press I'm hearing a lot. And
1: and if that is the case, I mean, that's a different story. Um, But what I am hearing is that Antonio Brown is telling the media that he refused to go back into the game because of his ankle. He didn't look like he was hobbling around. He didn't look like he was injured on any play during the game. He looked healthy. He looked very healthy making catches two catches in the game for 38 yards. He looked healthy on his run through the end zone leaving shirtless after taking off all of his pads and jersey and throwing it into the crowd. Even his undershirt he threw into the crowd. He Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then he I was very
1: disappointed. I mean, if you're going to take off all your beer your uh, Buccaneers jersey and and gear, might as well take off your cleats. Might as well take off your tights. Just go streaking. Just go streaking.
0: Why mm-hmm. not? Um, let's look at some of the the timeline from Antonio Brown here. Let's look at what that timeline looks like for Antonio Brown. He's he's faced sexual assault allegations. He's he's faced um, you know not wanting to practice, not wanting to cooperate. There was um, at one point there was a trade to the Bills that was going to happen um, that he xed on. Twitter, like he came out on Twitter and said, "I'm not doing this, I'm not going to the Bills, I'm not going to play for Buffalo." And uh, Then they eventually pulled on that deal. Um, there's he's been in legal trouble his entire career. Um, one can claim that he is in fact a piece of shit, and this has been going on for years and years. Um, remember the 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 helmet issue where he refused to change helmets and he wanted to keep his helmet even after the. The league changed their helmets changed the padding in the helmets because of um you know the amount of concussions that were happening um they wanted to you know progress themselves in the league and he didn't want to do that he wanted to continue to wear his own helmet yeah. um, so that held him out of some practices because he just didn't want to play with his new helmet um the fake vaccination card which happened this season he ended up getting suspended three games by the league um, for having a fake vaccination card, like claiming he was vaccinated. Ended up getting a fraudulent card so that he could, you know, participate in things that he shouldn't be able to, um, and he got suspended for it. Uh, then, obviously, the the meltdown of this past week of him literally just skipping off the field. I, I mean, like, Antonio Brown is not is not well. Antonio Brown needs help. And we've been dancing around this. We've been, like, trading him from team to team and not actually allowing him to, you know, take a step back and get the mental help that he needs.
1: Yeah. I, I, did you include the vaccine card in there, the fake vaccine card? The vaccine card, yeah. yeah. It's, I just, you know, did I thought... Pay attention to me when I talk. I was just thinking about why Bruce Arians wouldn't let him go. After that, because Bruce Arians, when Antonio Brown came to the Bucks, Bruce Arians said, Hey, you only have one chance. And when, what I was thinking about just now is when that vaccine card came out, when the whole debacle about that came out, do you know what happened around that as well? How he didn't pay his gardener? No, I didn't. Or he refused to pay his gardener and his gardener just outed him, saying he had a fake vaccine card. Is that how it came out? So it came out. I did not. Hear Antonio about Brown, that. F- he refused to pay his gardener, and his gardener sold him out. And sold out that, by the gardener. And after that, I thought I was like, okay, for sure he's getting cut. Like, why would he ever come back? If, if Bruce Arians is a man of his word, cut his ass. He has a history of these things. You just listed off twelve different things that Antonio Brown since two thousand fourteen. And before I carry on here, guys, I'm just going to say CTE is a real fucking thing. It's a real thing that needs more attention, that needs more... Do you want to go into a little bit more detail about what CTE is? Vontae's perfect on the Cincinnati Bengals. And some of you who are big Steelers fans or just general fans of the NFL Mm -hmm. know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. In a game that was, you know, very very important to the Steelers Antonio Brown was lighting up the uh Cincinnati bengals in that game and Vonte's perfect had a, a horrific headshot to um, Antonio Brown that knocked him out completely cold knocked him out and it was that it was that specific incident where we then started to see very different actions and behaviors and temperament from antonio Brown that is where that is where I've pinpointed the drama to begin, and I think you know he has not gotten any help. Teams have continued to sign him. Mm-hmm. This past week, we heard Tony Dungy um, analyze the situation and say, "Hey, like it's the fault of the NFL. It's the fault of these teams that they continue to sign him. That they're not allowing Antonio Brown to get the help he needs." Mm-hmm. You know, and and I Absolutely. don't know, I, I don't know much about CTE. Um, and like the after effects of it, but it's evident that it has affected Antonio Brown to the
0: point that we're seeing now. Yeah, he's been, I mean, like he's, I I will say that it's it's the NFL's fault for not allowing him to get the help that he needs yeah. and for continuing to know, to sign him and just suspend him and wait till he comes back and hopefully he's better. But it is on Antonio Brown um, for the number of shit that he's pulled himself um, like the sexual assault allegations, like not paying the gardener, like stuff like that, like stuff like that outside of the league. This doesn't CTE does not excuse him from being a piece of shit. Um, he, he's done like he's had erratic behavior. Like, obviously, we've seen it. We saw it this past weekend of him, you know, skipping off the field after taking off all of his uniform um, in the middle. Like the game's happening, like the game's going on and he's running on the field. Like at. Someone who's not well. And, you know, that erratic behavior is um, uh, the fault of the NFL. But it's also a little bit on Antonio Brown. Um, He's got these legal troubles happening. Like the fake vaccination card, like that's still ongoing. Like he's not like that's still under investigation. Um, Like the sexual assault allegations are still under investigation. Like that's CTE and like getting hit to the head does not excuse you for being a piece of shit. You've seen CTE um,
1: affect other individuals in the world, um, really, really, in in really traumatic ways um, and really devastating ways. You know, th- having multiple hits to the head over and over and over again is not a good thing. You know, Antonio Brown suffered. I just talked about that hit from Vontae's perfect, which is one of the most monstrous and brutal football plays play plays ever and it left him with a very severe concussion he missed the following week's game the net the very next year he had another crushing helmet to um hit from george ilaka um on cincinnati as well he's just you know cincinnati was not a good um opponent for him and then another hit from perfect about another year after that so he's had very many crushing blows to the head and what i was bringing this up with you've saw you've seen tragic incidents from cte like chris benoit and the wwf back in the day where those of you who know chris benoit is um he needed help and no one could see the help that he needed it wasn't evident you know no one knew what he was going through except for chris benoit you know, he had very dark thoughts, you know, and that's what we're kind of starting to see here. He was also taking Just, steroids, but... Exactly. It didn't help. Um, but CTEA was a big case in there. You know, Wade Belak from the Leafs, mm-hmm. you know, like taking his own life. These are things that CTE is um, that, you know, not a lot of people know about CTE. Scientists and, and researchers are, are developing uh, what this is daily, I mean, a lot of money is going into research, but you know, uh, Antonio Brown doesn't need to be playing NFL right now. He needs to be working on himself. He needs to be... Uh, He's a piece of shit, yes. He is a piece of shit. But to what extent is that piece of shit because of what's happened to him? I don't think he was a piece of shit before 2014. He came into the league. He was drafted very late in the draft and then worked his ass off to become one of the best receivers in the league. Quietly alongside Mike Wallace, you know, alongside Heinz Ward. Like those are the legends of the Steelers that passed the torch to Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what can you really say other than, Hey, get some help Antonio Brown.
0: And there's, there's, there's things that the NFL is like trying to do to like reduce the risk of like a helmet to helmet hit or like concussions in general. Like there, there were talks of them just removing the kickoff. Um, from from games but also just like from the start of games but also just removing the punts from after, after touchdowns and just like having the team start at the 25-yard line because the amount of um, the speed that these players are getting hit after those kickoffs, like think about it, like the teams are running from opposite ends of the field and they're running towards each other and that's where those hits happen. Yeah. That's where those devastating hits happen is on the kickoffs. It's
1: also so, impossible to know if a player or a person – has cte until they're dead until they do that research until they do the autopsy. there's no there's yeah. no technology that shows that before it's a, that right? it's a
0: very tricky thing it's a very i mean like maybe we should just all go watch the concussion movie with will smith and maybe we'd all know more about this but yeah. it's it's an actual like the nfl has been trying to cover it up for for years and years yeah like the issues and the, the after effects of cte and you know hits to the head um, they've been trying to cover the, like they are by no means innocent in, in this by no means like what you add a little bit more padding to the helmets and you think that changes it
1: well they have taken out you know they have like enforced penalties a lot more with anything close to the neck or head area which is nice that that is helping but again like the damage has already been done yeah to antonio brown so i don't know we'll see what happens uh i don't foresee anyone wanting to sign Antonio Brown or jumping to it anytime soon he is 33 um he is out of his prime i I don't know like maybe he gets a one-year deal from a team like New Orleans or Washington or I don't know we'll see what happens with Antonio Brown but I think his days in the NFL are over
0: mm-hmm. yeah i I definitely think so too I think the 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 commissioner um Roger Goodell just needs to come out and say listen. I'm putting them him on the exempt list. Just yeah. no one can sign him because if he doesn't do that, I, I honestly do think a team's going to try and sign him. I do. Um, it's happened so many times. The Patriots signed him during the sexual assault allegations. Um, the the Bucks kept him during the fake vaccination card stuff. Like, yeah, I think this is
1: the final nail in the coffin for Antonio Brown's career, though. Like him just leaving the way he did. Yeah. Even if you waited until the end of the game and said, "Hey, like I'm, I'm not going to play for the remaining of the year," that saves himself from himself. I think just the way he took off his his padding and his jersey and his undershirt and threw it away and ran off the field in the middle of a play of a game. Yeah. No, see you later, bud.
0: It's over. It's over for you. I mean, I hope that's the final. I really hope that's the final nail in the coffin. I I don't know if I believe that a a team's not going to try and sign him, but I really hope he's done. I really do.
1: All right, Josh. Well, next week, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Super Bowl and playoff predictions. This is week 18 that we're going in right now in the NFL. Um, And then we can talk wildcard weekend, and we can talk a little bit about uh, what our – nfl super bowl
0: predictions we, we, yeah we've got some predictions and we're gonna like there it's gonna be a fun wild card game so it's it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun time
1: still some fantasy or sorry still some playoff implications uh in week 18 you got teams still fighting for a spot like the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> they need a lot to happen they need jacksonville to beat indy oh, uh, and they need to beat uh the baltimore ravens but yeah they, i mean Playoff spots will be decided. You have a massive matchup between the Chargers and the Raiders this week, where the winner will be in and the loser will not be in, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Um so that that'll be an interesting game to see. Um never thought the Raiders would be in that position, but here we are. Week eighteen. We'll be back next week to talk a little bit more about it.
0: Thank you for tuning in and uh it's great to it's great to hear you guys. It's great to be back with you guys feels great happy new year guys Uh, we'll see you again next week thank you for listening to another episode of the shoot your thought podcast